Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live with Campbell Head football coach Mike Minter. I'm Chris Haymeyer. And tonight, after we talk football, we're talking men's basketball as our men open the season in less than a month on November 6th at home against Navy. We will talk to head men's basketball coach Kevin McGeehan in the second half hour of the show. But leading off the show, we're talking football as the Camels won their third road game of the season when they won on Saturday at what was a previously red-hot Hampton team. Coach Minter, we will start at that. Three road wins. Your team 3-1 and one on the road this year. That matches the most road wins ever by a Campbell football team. What does that mark say about your team, being able to win on the road? Well, Chris, um, you know, back in January, once we knew that we had seven road games, we, we had to get ready for that. So you mentally have to prepare for, um, you know, being on the road seven weeks. And, and so th this is something that um, we've been um, gearing up for. My guys understood that um, you, your focus ha have to be there. And, and I was joking on a call today with the CAA media that um, maybe I did too much of a good job because – you know, we haven't won at home yet. So, um, you know, that's the thing that um, we, we got to figure out so we can. Now, in uh, your defense, that. only two home games so far this year with this unbalanced schedule. Yes. And um, so we got to win these, these last two um, at home so we can balance that up. You know, I thought there were a lot of great things, obviously, your team did, but they overcame obstacles once again. So you're going there. The, the forecast was 72 and sunny. <laughs> We get there through warm-ups. It starts raining, light enough that it's not bothering anybody. Right before kickoff, it starts raining hard. It's cold. You guys don't get off to a great start. Hodge throws an interception, something he rarely does. You're down 7 nothing, but you guys turned it around. Uh, absolutely. What, what, I, what I do know about this, this team is, you know, the offense, is, is they, they're going to score points. That, that's what they do. Um, and so I, I never concern myself with um, how they start, right? So, um, again, we, we got the first five drives. We trying to score three out of the first five. And we had the opportunity to do that right before halftime would have been the, the third one out of the f first five drives and, and got 21 points. Um, that's the game plan. So if we go out there and, and don't score on the first drive, it doesn't bother me any. Um, it doesn't bother the team. Um, they know they got um, four more opportunities to get those three touchdowns. And, and um, so the focus stays the same, Chris, is what I'm trying to say. Um, it doesn't matter if it's the first one, the second one, or the third one. Just get me three of them. You guys got it going. And then it seemed like after halftime, it wasn't a great start to a third quarter. That They tied the game, and you guys came back again. What, what were the adjustments you made in the second half that, that allowed you to really run away with a win? It, it wasn't really telling what the final score was. No, it wasn't. Um, I, I thought we took command of the game, you know, in the third and um, going into that fourth quarter. Um, and, and really, you know, when you, when you look at um, you know, how we look at halftime and how we adjust. And, and um, you know, it's really, it's really funny how this football team is, um, Chris, because I believe the inexperience of, of us playing together. Um, I was talking to um, Jason um, today, and we was just talking about this team is inexperienced because you got, yeah, you got great freshmen, 
but you also got transfers that really wasn't playing with the other team. They're really good, but they, they haven't played for two or three years. So, so now they're trying to get this, um, you know, rust knocked off of um, their game. And so everybody's learning at the same time. And, and, and um, yes, we talented. But at the end of the day, that talent has to have experience in order for it to um, blossom into what it's going to be. And um, right now, that's where our football team is. Even within a game, your halftime adjustment comes from, okay, now I know who you are. I know who I am. And so now the second half, you start to take more control of the game. We mentioned it early. We talk about it every week, but I think we still have to talk about it because your depth is so great that for it seems like the sixth straight week I'm talking about a, a, another star, especially on offense, receiving. Chaney Fitzgerald, he breaks out for 107 yards on four catches. You and Coach Whedon, our offensive coordinator, you told me that that was going to happen, and, and it came up aces. And Ezariah Anderson, the Iowa State transfer, both of them were on the show last week. He catches two touchdowns. Just amazing what, what both those receivers, you know, we were, we were talking about Kelsey. We were talking about so many other guys, you know, VJ who had another good game. But then it's these two guys, and if you're trying to put together a scouting report, if you're an opposing defense, good luck. Good luck. It's hard enough on defenses anyway in today's college football. Now you add four guys that you got to stop in the receiving game. It makes it really, really tough. And by the way, we ran for 200 and some yards. And so um, we, we got a rushing attack, too. That makes it tough to prepare for an offense um, like us. And, and um, you know, that, that's the name of the game right now. It's, it's being able to be balanced, run the ball, be able to throw the football, and then make it count, right? So it's third and three. And we throw that long pass, right? Everybody in the stadium think we're going <laughs> to run the ball. And Coach Whedon has his great play, dialed it up, and uh, we knew Cheney was going to be wide open. And, and uh, just a great moment, a great call, and great execution to make it work. It's the third straight week you've done it for a touchdown. You actually were doing it uh, out um, when it was first and 10, second and 10. But are, is anybody going to catch on to, to Easy Anderson running that slant there? <laughs> and even if they do, what are they going to do? This is a big body, 6'3", 6'4". I don't think we've had a receiver with this tools. I mean, he started his career at Iowa State, but he blossomed from last year to this year. What, what changed for the big guy? Well, uh, he's 6'5", uh, and so he could play basketball if Coach wanted him to play some, some hoops <laughs> with them, man. I mean, this guy, it's a big body, man. What, what can you do? As I, I play DB, so I, I understand what height has to do with. Once that big body get in front of you and, on a, in, uh, you know, in the red zone, right close to the end zone, it's tough to do anything with that. So you got to cheat. And if you cheat, then he can go and break it outside and catch the fade ball. So, I mean, what are you going to do, man? I, I think it's a tough matchup, um, and, and especially because you got to stop the run too. So you got to put people in the box, stop the run, and then ask this corner who's one-on-one -on -one with bad leverage to stop this 6'5 receiver coming in there getting that ball. Now, look, me and you have been doing this long enough that I should have known when you have a running game like that, I should lead with talking about running. I have it right here on my questions after receiving. I was so excited about, about Chaney and Easy, but I'll, I'll ask you this, and I should have started with it. Your starting running back, Lamaje McDowell, he's out. 
he, he can't play at all, but you guys are so deep, it didn't matter. Not only do you run for over 200 yards, you have Nakari Rogers going 29 times for 104, and Chris McKay Jr., eight rushes, 499. So you not only have backups that are capable, you have a couple of backups that, that busted out for nearly 100 yards. No, absolutely, Chris. I think that's the difference between my football team this year and my previous football teams. And us coaches was talking about this today. We healthy. You know, why? Because we don't have to run everybody into the ground to um, strain to be into these six games that we've had. We've never been this healthy before, and it's because of we can rotate guys, man. And one guy go down, another guy come in, and you never see us miss a beat. And that's what you got to have if you're going to talk about good football teams that win in October and win in November. You better have some depth, and um, right now we have that. Chris McKay Jr., he is, I don't want to call him third string because all these guys can, can tote the rock, but he'd be starting on a lot of other teams and a lot of other conferences, wouldn't he? He, he would definitely be the number one back um, in, in a lot of football teams. And, we, you know, we, we are thankful um, that he, you know, decided to stay because he could have he left. And, and um, you know, his dad uh, is my barber, so I said, but you, you can't let him leave. <laughs> Got to keep him here. Wait, and is that a true story? That, that's a true story, man. And and um and so he he believed in the program. He came in as a walk-on, right? And now he's a scholarship guy, uh, but hard worker. You know, he came to my first camp, right? I told you. I that, do, right? Yep. And um, man, just just unbelievable work ethic, staying in it, being patient, waiting your turn. And then when you get that opportunity, because this is what other people got to understand about life, you can cry all day about you ain't getting that opportunity, but when it comes, you got to make it work. And that's what he's been doing this season for us. You know, in, in this day and age when it is so easy and, and, and rightfully so, these the student athletes deserve to go where they want to go, but to have a guy that doesn't play as much as he maybe could. That says something about, about the program, doesn't it, and what you're building and the fact that, that these guys stay around and wait their turn. That doesn't happen anymore. No, it really doesn't, um, Chris. And, and, and so, you know, I feel good about that, um, that guys stay um, because they, they feel like they mean something to us, right? And it's, and it's more than just football. We're we trying to build young men um, that can be successful at whatever they decide to do and really give them a head start versus everybody else that's in the workforce um, pool that they're going to be going against, right? Yep. So I told my guys, man, when you graduate from, from my program, you're going to be better than 98% of the people you walk in the building um, competing against. So know that, understand that, and just put in the work and apply the principles that we're giving you, and you're going to be successful in life. Your special teams was special again. They they didn't block a punt, but they uh, they made so much pressure up front that the long snapper sent it. I mean, it was usually they're over the head a little bit. It was 20, 25 feet over his head. You got it as a safety. It was really a turning point in the game. It, it's amazing because now it's the fact that they are so concerned with you. Even when they get a put off, it's not very good. Just talk about how your special teams has been has been so special on the punt game. Coach Williams has done a great job with, um, you know, giving the special teams an identity, right, um, where you understand you're a big part of what we do and how we win football games. 
and we're going to put our best 11 guys out there to try to block punts. Why? Because you're going to win 88% of the time if you block a punt. And, and so people are seeing that, that. We got two blocks already. That snapper knows that. We jump off sides the first time because we're being really aggressive because it's fourth and eight, and we wanted to be real aggressive on a fourth and eight situation, try to time it up, and they saw that. And the next time he snapped that ball, he thought we was about to block it and, you know, um, threw it over the kid's head. And um, great, great job by the punter now because I didn't think they can do that, just pick the ball up and kick the ball um, in the back of the end zone. And the ref told me that a punter is the only person who can kick the ball backwards. I said, okay, (laughs) I learned something new. We all did there. When you were questioning him, I was going to ask the same thing. So uh, it's still equal two points, and that really was a turning point. And speaking of your special teams, you know, Caleb Dowden, your your transfer field goal kicker from from Mercer, um, you, you know, coming into yesterday's or this Saturday's game had, had missed just two field goals all year. And, look, it, he missed two, but it was one of the most impressive misses I've ever seen. From 54, he had the length by about five yards. It was just wide right. He's been an unbelievable weapon. What is his range? How, how far have you, have you seen him go? Well, 55. Like, I, I've seen him hit that in practice. Um, we did have some win that was behind us, which is why I did it. Because um, I know he can hit that. And um, like you said, the distance was there and the accuracy wasn't. And, um, but, you know, anytime that I get across the uh, 40-yard line, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, if I, if, yep. if I got to kick a field goal, <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. And, um, and so we, we, we tried that long field goal and, and um, you know, it didn't go through, but. I got that much confidence in Caleb that he could make that if we really needed it. And look, let's talk about your defense because you know what? Last week we didn't talk about your defense. That was the, the, that was something that was, uh, I know it was a lot. It was on everybody's mind. And I know you had challenged your defense to do better after the NC Central game, and they did. If you look at the final totals, that doesn't really do it. They got a lot of yards late when you guys were, were, were just knew you had the game in and weren't letting anything get over your head. That's when they turned and burned. You guys kept one of the hottest running games in the country at bay for the majority of that game. You have to be so proud about how your defense responded. I, I, I really am because really I told the defense, look, we're going to win this game because of you. And, and it's going to be the, the, the moments that you have to make big-time plays. And they made them, yep. right? Fourth down, fourth and one, fourth and inches, two times. You, you stop them. Um, that's big. You haven't been able to do that all season long. Two turnovers. You had an opportunity to get about six of them if you can catch, but two turnovers by Ed Dennis. Great job of playing the coverage, being in the right spot, and then catching the football, returning one almost for a touchdown, uh, puts the offense in a great position to get some points. And um, we, if we give the offense the ball that close to the, to the end zone, we know we're going to get some points. And, and so the defense run game was able to stop these guys when we had to. Um, and that's, that's really what you want your defense to do is just make the critical stops in the critical moments. And um, we was able to do that um, in this game and hold these guys to 27 points. Um, which, again, that last touchdown 
uh, we we kind of letting you have that. Yeah. So uh, with with you know holding that team to twenty points, I, I feel like if, if we do that, we, we we're gonna win. Um, the majority of the games. A sensational road win. Campbell 3-1 and one on the road now, matching the mark that they set back in 2017. Also one of your earlier teams. Okay, when we come back after the break, we'll talk about, hey, what you get to do during the bye week. Uh, never an off week, but no game on Saturday, so we'll talk about that. And then remember, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk men's basketball. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. The Fighting Camel Club empowers student-athletes to lead with purpose on and off the field. Over the past three years, donations to the FCC have helped fund scholarships, facility enhancements, health and wellness improvements, and the greatest needs of the athletics department. With our move to the CAA, the need for your support has never been greater. Memberships begin at just $100 and can get you access to exclusive merchandise and seating. Head to GoCamels.com and hit the Give button. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We have our men's basketball team here on Meet the Camels night. In a couple of weeks, we will have the women's team here. And, of course, uh, every Monday this fall, we talk football with Campbell head coach Mike Mincher. And every time you join us here live at the county seat every Monday night from 630 to 730, you get a chance to win prizes. We've got a lot of prizes to give out tonight. So if you haven't yet, make sure you see Mike down here as he will give you your free raffle tickets. We're going to give away some Campbell gear, including a signed, authentic Campbell men's basketball jersey. We will give that away at the end of the show. But first, we've got two tickets to the homecoming game as Campbell football will take on Maine in two Saturdays at 4 p.m. at Barker Lane Stadium. Tickets are going fast. This is a game that will sell out, so get your tickets at GoCamels.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS. But you can win your pair of tickets and a parking pass right now if you have on your raffle ticket 626-300-626. 0 0 6 2 6 3 0 0 We do have a winner. Everybody winner here at the county seat. If you have not gotten your free ticket, we have more prizes to give away and we got more football to talk about here with Campbell head coach and Mike Mincher. All right, coach, you have a bye week. We finally I was telling people the other day, your first couple years here, your bye week was your last week of the season, which makes no sense whatsoever. You finally have a bye week pretty much in the middle of this football season. First, talk about the advantage of that. No, it's 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 really good because you get a chance to get half your season played and then now rest up and work on some of the things that you saw in the first half of your season so you can have that final run. Um, to finish the season. And, again, people only remember what you do in October and November. And that's really what it comes down to, to have that bye week right before that stretch. Um, 
What happens this week? How much practicing do you do? How much recruiting do your coaches do? Tell us what this first week b- b- before the bye happens. Well, all the coaches, um, other than the coordinators and myself, um, will be on the road recruiting. And so um, they leave, you know, normally on Sunday. Um, they get back, um, you know, the, uh, next Saturday, basically, right? So they go on for a week. And um, the coordinators and myself really run practice. And so we'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so we was off today, um, of course, off Sunday. And then um, we'll be off Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, coming up um, this week. And so, um, you know, guys get, get about five days of rest. And, and, um, but we're going to go hard now. These three practices is like training camp. Um, you you got to get back into um, the flow of competing with each other since you don't have a game this week to compete with someone else. You got to get it in practice. And, and so we'll go ones against ones, twos against twos. And um, it's really about competition. Um, the, the, the pillars that we talk about, being tough, being smart, being physical, being fast, that's really what I want to get out of these three practices is, is um, to accomplish those four things. You are past the halfway point now. Your team three and three overall, two and two in the CAA. One of the many great things about being in the CAA is the fact that you are still very much alive for an at-large playoff berth. Four, five, six teams out of the CAA make it to the playoffs, and you are right where you need to be. You still control your own destiny. With that in mind, how nice is that as a message that you can not only give your coaching staff but your team that, hey, we are right where we need to be to make it to the playoffs? No, it, you know, Chris, that's, that's really what it's all about is, is that – each week you have an opportunity to, you know, further your season. Um, you know, it's hard for young people to, um, once it's, it's over, it's hard for them to, to stay in it regardless, right? So just for the heck of it. So you got to have something you're shooting for and fighting for all the time, which is why coming into the CAA, to your point, was very, very, very important for us. And, um, and now – you know, you, you do control your own destiny. You win them four games, and, and um, you're going to be sitting um, in, a, in a team room waiting for your name to get called on Sunday. <laughs> and, um, and that's really what it's all about. Um, but we, we got a long ways to go. Um, so I, I don't want people to get excited about that or think we even thinking about that. Uh, we we, we, we got to get better this week, uh, Chris. And, and really the whole focus with me is, okay, guys, Let's be a team that get better week in and week out. And by the end of the year, um, you you now tapping into your greatness. And, and that's really the message and the mission is to make that happen. And, and whatever that looks like, it looks. What are the couple of things you are really going to key on this week that you know you need your team to get better at to win the second half of the season? Well, um, you know, red zone for, for um, my defense. Uh, we got to get better there. Um, third down for my defense, you got you to gotta win and get better there. Um, you know, we got to stop the run. Even though it's hard in today's college football, we got to figure out a way to get that done. And, and so that's defensively. I think offensively it's just more of, um, you know, just tuning up what we're doing because we're doing a heck of a job on offense, man. We're we scoring points. Uh, we're moving the football, and uh, we got weapons that, that we getting the ball to. So um, let's just continue to do what we've been doing, and then special teams continue to do what it's doing. So, you know, the, the, the bulk of wh- where 
um, I want to get better is defensively. Um, so we can come down the stretch with a, with a good defense that can hold people to 20 points. That's the goal. And a goal indeed as a off this Saturday, but we'll be back here on uh, Monday here at Camel Call Live from 6.30 to 7.30. And then Campbell in two Saturdays. It's the homecoming game. Tickets are going fast. Campbell takes on Maine at 4 o'clock on October 21st. Only two more home games left, November 11th, Saturday at 1 p.m. against ninth-ranked Delaware, which could uh, have a lot on the line in that game. And it's Military Appreciation Day and it's Senior Day. Uh, full schedule and tickets at GoCamels.com, one eight seven seven go humps All right, we are going to uh, pull another name here as uh, another ticket here as we are going to give away um, some Campbell men's basketball gear. We've got a couple of uh, dry fit t-shirts up here. So get out your ticket, 626-319-626-316-316-319. We have a winner. Braden with the win, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more men's basketball with Campbell head men's basketball coach Kevin McGee, and uh, that's coming up after the break. It is Campbell Cole Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. Campbell basketball opens the season as part of a men's-women's doubleheader on Monday night, November 6th against Navy. Basketball season tickets are on sale now. And again this year, kids 12 and under in for free with purchase of an adult ticket in Section 106. For a lot more information to get your season tickets, go to GoCamels.com or call 1-877-GO-HUMPS. And joining me now to talk men's basketball, He's in his 11th season as head coach at Campbell University as Kevin McGeehan will lead the Fighting Camels into a new era as the team joins the Colonial, or the, now the Coastal Athletic Association, CAA. Campbell has won 121 games, nearly 20 a year over the last six seasons, and that's the most in a seven-year span in this program's Division I history during that span. The Camels claiming four Big South trophies, including the 2019 regular season title and a magnificent run last year in the Big South Tournament, getting all the way to the championship game. Coach, uh, a new year, a new conference, so much new uh, about this team. But first, let's talk about the very experienced players and talented players you bring back, including the freshman of the year in the conference in, in Anthony DeLorso. Yeah, we're really excited. I mean... Anthony had a great season last year. Um, you know, most people probably wouldn't even remember or know that he didn't even get here until the start of school last year. So we didn't have him in yeah. the summer. And for those, we have a couple that are in that situation this year. It's, it's really, you know, it becomes apparent that you're a couple steps behind uh, getting started because, um, you know, there's a base of knowledge that's there that you don't have. Uh, but it was also very apparent on day one that he had something different about him. Um, just natural uh, ability to see the game. Um, everything seemed very comfortable to him and fluid, uh, and it seemed to make sense. Um, 
And a lot of times that's it, you know, the, the, the learning of the college basketball game can be difficult, but it also can be quite simple if you have a, an acumen for, for seeing the game well, especially with the way we play. Um, and, and the way you play, of course, is, is great because, you know, you, you got to get guys. It doesn't matter what size you are. It helps, but it doesn't matter what size you are because if you got guys that can dribble and pass and shoot, they're going to have an impact on your offense. A lot of new parts to this offense. Tell me about some of the new guys that you have that have come in that are going to help the team this year. Yeah, well, um, Tasso's Cook is coming from Vincennes. Um, he started at Stetson and um, then was in Vincennes last year. They made it to the uh, Hutch, which is like the Junior College National Tournament. Uh, quite an honor. I think they won a couple games there. Um, he's very, very tough and physical and uh, I think brings a lot of things that Ricky brought and some things that Ricky didn't. You know, Ricky had his strengths and weaknesses, and I think Tassos has some too, but they're, you know, reminiscent body-wise body type-wise, physicality-wise of, of Ricky's type game. Um, handles the ball and makes a lot of, you know, plays for others and for himself. Um, so, you know, he, he's a, obviously when you lose somebody like Ricky, you know, you're, you're not just going to be able to figure it out right behind him. So he'll add a lot of uh, experience and also, um, you know, some depth to that position. Um, I think Alex Kotov is, is uh, you know, a graduate transfer from Illinois State, 6'10", 240. Um, that's, a, that's a big body. Yeah, even in the CAA, that is size that you don't see. I mean, we haven't seen that really. I mean, outside of, like, Duke. No doubt. Um, in which, you know, when we played Duke, they, they didn't play that lineup, if you remember. They ended up having to go small to match us. Yep. So, yeah, that size. But also, I mean, with that size, he has... Um, really good ball school skills, good footwork, um, uh, sees the game really well. So th those are some really, you know, very good uh, things as far as being a match for us. I mean, I think you saw last year with Jay, it's like he was a two-point-a-game guy at Jacksonville State, but then he came and was put in a position within our structure and set up and system to find ways to be successful that maybe he didn't even know. And um, so I think that's really important when we're out looking for guys, whether it be, um, you know, freshmen or the transfer portal. Uh, it's guys that fit us. Um, you know, I think, you know, Sam, who we got to play against last year um, at High Point, and we had recruited uh, coming, coming to Campbell uh, when he decided to go to High Point. You know, just skill set matches. He can shoot and he can pass and he can move and he sees the game. Colby, you know, who's a freshman uh, from Massachusetts. Similarly, uh, you know, just like we need guys that fit us. Um, and we're real excited about um, our two guys from Turkey, um, Mehmet and Efe, who are, who are doing really well. Um, nice, nice uh, guys that nobody knew about that I think can be really, really good players for us. And that's the thing, you know, some, some people are worried about rankings and ratings and stars and we're just worried about what fits and how we can get them better and help them learn how to help our team you know nobody in the world knew who Anthony Del Orso was before he started playing basketball for us I shouldn't say that Anthony if you're listening <laughs> and that so, a lot of people knew where you're from but <laughs> nobody here knew who you were 
And, and that brings me to another question. You know, you, you look at your roster, and you've done such a great job of mining these, these internationals, not only in teams you've had in the past, but you've got England, Turkey, Turkey, Lithuania, Australia, Russia uh, on this roster. You guys sort of now know what you're looking for when you're looking for international players. And again, the international game just kind of goes right into what you guys do, right? Because it's the skill set they learn over there that's perfect for your offense. I think they train differently, you know, and I think that, you know, where our guys are going with their individual trainers and working on two-ball dribbling and, you know, one-on-one moves, not that there's anything wrong with that, um, the international players in general are, are playing more team concept basketball, working on their skills, and the other thing is, they develop skills at all sizes. So where here, you know, the 6'10 guy often just gets dumped into the post. He's just, he's just by the basket. Um, and the guys with the ball get to do everything, and they just dribble around and make dribble moves. And then those guys are just asked to rebound and defend. And in Europe and, you know, Australia and places like that, those guys are asked to play more like we do, where they're on the perimeter making decisions and being skilled from all the way up from when they're little. So coming here and playing for our program where it's all skill-based and read-based, it just kind of makes sense for them, which is what we're looking for, guys that see the game and understand how it's played. Uh, a, a couple of veterans from across the pond. Uh, you have a couple of guys from, from Lithuania and, and two great stories. Gidimus Moksekis, he had a highlight dunk this very first game that he, that he played for you guys during covid he has been in this starting lineup. He has been a part of your team and, and been so big on this team. Each and every year he has been there. And then um, LV, Lorenis Vesteris, what he has done, and another one that has come into this program and has stayed and has worked, and you guys have developed into a guy that can not only start for you but can contribute in the CAA. It's great to see what those two guys have done in this four years. Yeah, it's been really... Uh really good and a tribute to those guys how hard they've worked and you know I think one of the things that's so critical as we're living in an era of uh, I want to say transience in college basketball it's probably across all sports but with so much movement and so many new players each year because of the transfer portal and things like that it's so important to have guys that sort of are your anchors guys that know your know your system know your culture um, and, that, and that's what those guys are so good with. Like, you know, a little bit, I've said this in the past, but, you know, Milos was that way. Um, Andrew Udy was that way. Just guys that kind of, like, they're all in on Campbell. They're all in on the way we play. And they can help the other guys learn the culture of our program. Indeed. Um, and that's just really a vital part of the whole thing. And, you know, sometimes they say, well, you know, the, the sort of backhand comment would be, oh, well, he's a culture guy. Well, that that's like not, doesn't give them enough credit for what kind of players they are. But I'm just saying that value is really important to us as well because um, with so many new guys, it's like important that they understand the whys and those guys are really good about pulling guys aside and explaining stuff, sometimes in a loud voice, sometimes in a <laughs> soft voice, but usually meant from the heart, you know, like they're, because they're so well-intentioned, it comes off the right way. Well, and, and I thought what is, what has been so great about last year is you guys were able to bring in and assimilate 
these guys from different systems and different schools very you were able to get them to gel and peak at the end of the year when you guys made that incredible run. I mean, I mean that says something with as many new pieces as you had last year. And I would have said to you that <clears throat> like five, six years ago, or even like my time at Richmond, it would be very, very hard to do what we just did last year and what I think we're going to do again. No doubt. Here. No doubt. Just because of the time it takes. We've obviously simplified the, the – we've simplified what we do to a degree to be more conceptual-based. So that, and then things kind of start to look familiar and they can still play without thinking too much. Still got some guys that are still trying to get a little bit up to speed, but for the most part, um, we're, we're coming along pretty quickly, which is really exciting. And I have thought all along that the, the, the coaches that figure out how to mesh your group and be able to play uh, together more quickly with all these new faces are going to be the ones that, that, that do well um, because this is common everywhere. And we got to hope that the other guys aren't doing it as well as we are. But I agree with you. Like last year, we really, really came together at the end of the season. And quite honestly, if, if, if Jesus had not gotten hurt, we, we would have been the favorite in that game. No doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that we would have been in the top three or four in the league, if not the top. And we would have been the favorite to win that game. And credit to our guys because that along with like Devin being out and a couple other injuries caused us to have to remake the team like throughout the year with a lot of you know adversity is the wrong word adversity is like what's going on in Israel what what what's adversity on college basketball is like the unknown of every day being a constant which is what we went through and um LV emerged you know he he really wanted to play in fact, he came to see me because he was disappointed um, early in the season, and I said, stay patient. I was like, you, you have no idea how this whole thing is going to go. I mean, I knew that that day that Jesus was going for his MRI, and, you know, that week he was playing 20 minutes, and by the end of the season he's starting an important part of the team. And that's why it's so critical just to keep keep with it and keep working and trying to improve and challenge the next guy because you never know when your opportunity is going to come. Last year, I hope, is an outlier and we never have to go through anything like that again. But because we stayed true to each other and just being focused and caring about the next day and the guy across from you and the guy sitting next to you in the next locker, we just kept getting better. We took on the challenges and we kept getting better to where we were playing our best basketball at the very end. Agreed. Agreed. We flipped the page to this year. I don't have to play it, granted. It's, it's the best home schedule you, you guys have put together in your time. Part of it is the CAA and, and who you're playing, who you're playing in conference. But, but gosh, Coach, your, your entire schedule is great, but home against Navy. You go on the road at ECU, on the road at Virginia Tech. We've got the Campbell Classic. It is back the week of Thanksgiving. Idaho State, the Citadel, and NC Central, uh, a perennial NCAA tournament team. Um, and then you are going into the conference schedule where the CAA, where you have conference games against Delaware and Hofstra, Elon, College of Charleston, uh, UNCW, which has always been a, a rival a, a, and such a great game. Um, gosh, you, you look at the schedule and not only do you have a tough conference schedule, but you've made it challenging for your guys in the non-con as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Scheduling in college basketball is not an easy task. Um, it wasn't before you didn't know who had what and right. when. 
Well, and that's, that's the thing is like, um, you know, usually there's a, a coach that handles scheduling. In our case, it's Coach Long. And, you know, he'll bring, in traditional years, he brings all the information about the team to me. And he says, here, this is what they bring back. This is <laughs> yeah. what they're bringing in. And every time he did that again, and every time I'd be like, it doesn't matter. Because we, we don't know what anybody, same as nobody looked, look at this table. They don't know half yeah. of them. Yeah. They have no idea how good we're going to be. And that's why the preseason rankings and all that kind of stuff, they're, they're kind of meaningless in a lot of ways because even the best, even the coaches on the stats don't even really know when they are putting it all together. And so, you know, but the, the, the rest of the schedule, um, you know, I think we, I think we did challenge ourselves. Um, you know, I think those three bye games are going to be tough games. Yeah. Obviously, I really like the fact that they're um, all, like, driving just, you know, decent – East yep. Carolina, easy, easy to get to. Davidson, easy to get to. Virginia Tech's not, not too bad. You know, mm. those are games that our fans could go and watch and, you know, allows us to get home at, at a reasonable, you know, in a reasonable way. Um, you know, because you can go play Stanford or Cal or something, but it's like you're going to take so much time and it takes so much out of you to get there and try to play and the time change and all that kind of stuff. It's just a lot more... Um, Makes more sense to try to play regionally if you can in those games. Yeah, and look, you're not you're, you're not driving to play teams nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> Did, oh, yeah. Davidson and Virginia Tech, you know, not only teams that uh, that 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 you know are are good teams that everybody know, but but also two teams that you know it's a it, it's a challenge and it's a good regional game as well. Yeah, everybody's heard of Steph Curry, right? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Thankfully, he's not on this version of Davidson's team. All right, well, Coach, thank you uh, so much for, for spending time bringing the team out. We're going to talk to a couple of your uh, student-athletes coming up after the break. We're also going to give away the autographed, authentic Campbell men's basketball jersey. So if you haven't yet, get your raffle ticket when we come back after the break. We'll talk more Campbell men's basketball and give away that jersey here on Camel Call Live. The Fighting Camel Club empowers student-athletes to lead with purpose on and off the field. Over the past three years, donations to the FCC have helped fund scholarships, facility enhancements, health and wellness improvements, and the greatest needs of the athletics department. With our move to the CAA, the need for your support has never been greater. Memberships begin at just $100 and can get you access to exclusive merchandise and seating. Head to GoCamels.com and hit the Give button. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We are talking Campbell men's basketball. Season tickets went on sale this weekend, and now new this year, we have new courtside seats at Gore Arena. For the first time in this program's history, we're going to have courtside seats. They are going fast. You can get them by going to GoCamels.com, 1-877-GO-HUMPS, 1-877-GO-HUMPS, a uh, fantastic uh, home schedule this year. College of Charleston will be here. UNCW will be here. A tournament the week of Thanksgiving. And Campbell starts off the season a men's-women's doubleheader against Navy coming up, believe it or not, less than a month on November 6th. And two of the men that you will see on the floor are uh, two of the best here for Campbell, Lorena Vesteris 
and Anthony Del Orso. Well, we'll start first with the guy that they call LV because it's a lot easier uh, to pronounce. Um, a great year last year for a guy that's been on the Big South Presidential Honor Roll every single year. Last year really coming into his own on the court. LV, when you think of last year and uh, what you did on the court, what do you think about and how did you get to that place to improve so much? I mean, it, it, I started kind of rough at first, but I was just keep working all the time and then I got my opportunity to play and I just started play just better and better and just help the team. And I don't know, it was just like, it just happened. I feel like my time just came. How have you improved from last year? You showed so much improvement from the year before to last year. How have you continued to improve your game? I mean, every year I'm just working like with the coaches and stuff. Like Coach Monty helps me a lot, Coach E, Coach Sammy, like every one of them. Like I do workouts and stuff, like work on my game. Like it's good to have so much like good coaches around so they can just give us good advice and like just give us like the best exercises we can do to improve our game and I feel like I'm just working every day so it just hard work paid off. Anthony Delorso first year in the program and it was a whirlwind for you uh, as we talked about you got here basically a day before school started you ended up going on to be the Big South Conference of the Year. You were named to the Big South All-Tournament team, scoring in double figures 22 times, leading Big South freshman in scoring. How did you, Anthony, end up becoming so acclimated with the college game? H how did you do so well so quickly? Um, I just watched many of the guys around me. You know, I had a lot of experience coming in as a freshman. I had guys like Ricky that were, you know, 50 seniors, so... I watched a lot of their film, past year film, just trying to adapt to the new game, new system, and then from then I just let my game kind of speak for itself. It's interesting in Australia, a, a little bit different than how they do things here. When, when you came up, you were playing in quote-unquote professional leagues. You weren't getting paid, but you were paying against grown men. Talk about that league and, and how it's helped you. Yeah, I was playing back home from the age of probably 16 against you know grown men getting paid, kind of almost living off that contract. So being able to adapt that physicality wasn't something that I was not used to. I was already ready to go physically, being able to step up to those um, athletic bigger guys, but it was just more about the speed of the play and um, how like we move the ball in our system. That was the only thing I had to really get used to, but once I found it, it was second nature. You called Campbell your home again um, after the spring, out in the summer. It was important for you to come back to this program to be a part of this team. Why was it so important for you to come back to Bowie's Creek and Campbell? For me, it was all about the environment I'm in to best develop my game. Um, I found a great group of guys, great coaching staff that believed in me fully, gave me the opportunity to play a whole bunch of my freshman year, and I saw that in my stats, but also like how I was playing on the court, off the court with the guys, my chemistry with the team, like I was just so at home, it was so comfortable. So I thought if I come back, I can just focus on my game rather than the outside noise. And then from that, my future will take place. Uh, your game pretty darn good last year, especially near the end of this season. Now how, just like LV, have you improved from last year to this year? Well, for me, it's been all about getting physically stronger in the weight room. That's always been a uh, area of improvement for me, um, but with the strength guys, with the coaching staff, they got a specific plan for me to be able to get me to that next step, especially next year and looking in the future to go on that NBA path, um, getting those fine details tuned in and the physical weight room, eating more, lifting more, stuff like that, just to get me ready so when I do step on that NBA arena, I'm 
good to go. Um, LV, you, you are a guy that, that saw a lot of newcomers come into this place last year. You have a whole bunch of new guys, some transfers, some, some freshmen that have come in as well. What do you think about this squad? What, what makes these guys you're looking at in front of you special? Yeah, I think we have a special squad. It's uh, very fun to get uh, like a lot of new guys who, who can learn quick and are like good on the court and off the court. I mean, sometimes we had some rough times together, you know, on the court, but it's like learning process, so it's, it's fun and it's different. But I feel like I can learn from them because I was in the same shoes like a couple years ago and I can give them a lot of like um, good advices because I have more experience, I guess. And I mean, it is interesting because we have like eight new guys, so the team looks differently, but at the same point, it's very fun to work together and make like a good team and just play shoulder to shoulder. You have a lot of advice, not only on the court, but you came over from Lithuania. You've never been uh, over here before to play. You, you know, quite frankly, you, you probably couldn't do this interview back then when we, when we first talked. Is it nice to be able for you to give your experience to, to some of those internationals that, that have come over here and, and are facing a similar thing that you did? I mean, yeah, I always look forward for my internationals, like athletes and stuff like if they have any questions on something, I always let them know so they can come to me, talk, we can hang out, whatever. And I mean, I, I hope I can help them to make their path easier and more smoother so they can start playing more and like just feel better here because it's like tough to be so far away from home. There is like new culture, new people around. You need to make your head busy so you can just like live, enjoy and just get better. Anthony, you come from even farther away than Lithuania, literally half a world away uh, when you came here to, uh, to Bowie's Creek to go to school. How did you get through last year just adjusting to everything, and, and, and why do you like this place so much you want to call it your home? Yeah, it was definitely difficult, you know, traveling by myself to a place I had never really been to. Um, but that connection I built with a lot of the international guys, like LV, G, Jesus, those guys really, we stuck together pretty much every day, hanging out. Um, it didn't really matter what we did as long as we were just together. That sort of built that chemistry off the court, and then once that kicked in on the court, it became a whole lot easier. Um, but I give credit to those guys for allowing me to feel at home, and that was a big reason why I came back. What's special about this team when we see this team? And I know you got a, a lot more time to gel. You, you, got, a, you got a month, but when, but when you guys roll the ball out and play Navy, 8 o'clock, on November 6th, what are we going to see? I mean, this seem to be a, a fast-paced Campbell team, a little bit different to how we've played in the past, but we're going to bring excitement to a whole new level. We're entering the CAA with high expectations. We don't expect it to just be middle of the pack. We want to take this conference by storm, win it, win as much as we can, and then who knows what will happen in March. You guys are going to a conference that's, that's much better with, uh, with all the RPI, with, with all the statistics, and, and we just see it. We've played these CAA teams before. Do you like that as a, as a student athlete, as a competitor, getting and really leveling up to a place like the CAA? Definitely. It's, ex it's exciting to be able to enter a new environment. Um, I know that we were in the Big South for a long time, so you're sort of playing the same guys over and over and over. So seeing those different faces, different scouting reports, different environments, especially in terms of travel and stuff like that, it really excites us to be wanting to play more, and then we can just grow as teams because we're seeing so much more variety opposed to Big South play sometimes. LV, what do you think about being in the new conference? 
Yeah, I'm very exciting, excited and looking forward for it because it will be like different teams, di different competition and like it will be way more interesting, I think, because like in the past years we played in Big South, so we kind of knew every single team uh, because we played them so much. So I guess we knew what to expect, but now it's like everything new. But at the same point, I think like they don't know what to expect from us. So it will be like, I think it will be a lot of good games and uh, just a lot of good basketball. Now, LV, uh, as I know, there are a lot of uh, personalities on this team, all kinds of personalities. You, of course, as you have told me, are the funniest person on, on this team, possibly in the, in, in the entire school. But who, who is second? Who's the second funniest on the team? Who, who has a big personality besides you? I think on top there is Eli, for sure, with how goofy he is and stuff. And there is Jason Sinani. Because you never know what to expect from him. Sometimes <laughs> he can be a rapper for a night. At the other day, he's like goofy, funny guy. And when he knows, he can be serious and stuff. But yeah, definitely. Be, I mean, all the guys are special. Like they have, like, like you said, characters. And like it's just fun to hang out with them and be on the court together. Absolutely. And we can't wait to see you two guys and the entire team out this season. Uh, Going to be a fantastic year. Campbell starts their new era, the 2023-24 season in the CAA, and they play Navy uh, coming up to uh, tip off this year on November 6th. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right, before we end the show, we're going to give away that replica jersey as uh, we're giving away a jersey autographed by the entire team as it is, oh, it's an authentic, not even a replica jersey, it's an authentic Fighting Camel jersey that Mike has here. So if you have the ticket number for the new jersey, 626-318-626-318-626-318. We drew another one, so we'll get ready. We, we got it, 626-318. A winner coming around, 626-318. Every time you come here, you will be able to be entered for a raffle to win, and we will have... The men's basketball team on a couple more times, not only this winter, but into the spring as well. If you missed any of this, you can pick it up on the Camel Call Live podcast, wherever you get your podcast coming up later this week. For Mike Minner, Kevin McGeehan, I'm Chris Amire saying so long, and thanks for tuning in. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillingsville. <laughs>